A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This is Paul Hawksby. And Charlie Baker. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, uh, we spoke to John Ketley, weatherman yeah. and uh, Burnley fan, and we heard some great stories about Vincent Company via Neda Manure. Yes. And we played Celebrity Combination. Like, that was a very busy section of the show. Very nice. So uh, you've got all that to look forward to. Um, we also found out about an incredible ultra run, the man that came up with the idea, although he's never done it himself, interestingly, <laughs> through injury, <laughs> yeah. talked us through it. It is pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's it's hard. And then he, he's added another element yeah. that makes it, like, maddening as yeah, well. Yeah, it does, as you'll hear. Uh, we had a chat. You got involved. You were on great form today. Gave us some very, very good stuff. So uh, thank you for all of that. Um, Charlie had a bit of a find. A listener came to his rescue. Yeah, I was thrilled. I'm and been uh, we ages. talked about massages. Anyway, it's, <laughs> it's all here. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Charlie. Good afternoon, Paul. Have you forgiven yet? Not me. For forgiven? Not me for the birthday spread, Paul. Oh, well, no, but, that, uh, I'm, that's, a, that's got that's got that's a lot. Gonna... That's got a lot of to run that <laughs> after last week's shambolic showing. It's not going to be like that, Banshees. I mean, you're not going to start chopping your fingers off. Are no, you? no, no, I don't no. think. Hopefully not. No, no. We'll see how it pans I mean, out. Have you forgiven Larice yet? Yeah. Look. <laughs> It, I know you probably spoke about it a lot yesterday. I did. It is, it is happening a little bit too often, really. And uh, I think, you know, he's, he's going to see the season out. I mean, he'll know, to be honest. I'm surprised he's not come out and said, put his hands up, which would be quite <laughs> handy, wouldn't it, really? And angle them forward as opposed to backwards. OK, I put my hands up. Well, that's a start. It's two home games running, he's done yeah, it. Yeah. But look, you know, you, you don't want to single out individuals, although no. when you're a goalkeeper... That becomes much easier, of course. That's why it's the, the toughest gig it's in the team. It feels like basics, it? little basics, isn't it? That well, sort of thing. That's when you get it's just off it against it? Villa. One bounces off his chest. He should save. But look, I mean, it's been brilliant. And I think it was Danny Kelly was saying on his Tottenham podcast, it's not often you find yourself in a situation where you have over 10 years of not worrying about the goalkeeping yeah, position because yes. yeah, they're very often true. very difficult to fill. And he's been brilliant for most of it. So, you know, we have to forgive him one or two, although it is very so. frustrating in the moment, especially in a derby. Yeah, very well. That's what that's I've got what to be honest, I, I touched on the, <clears throat> I touched on this yesterday. I, I, um, I jimmed on about it earlier on. And... Um, I've got you know, thinking about what Richarlison has uh, said overnight about it was disrespectful to our fans. I mean, I think he has to take a look in the mirror. He might be our player. You've got to put club loyalties aside. But he is the sort of S-house as a footballer. And we all know it. We know yeah. it, Evan. You know what he's like. He's like it when he's on the pitch. And he would be the first player in front of the <laughs> Arsenal fans if yeah. we won 2-0 
at the Emirates. He'd be giving it to them. I so the idea that he's taking, you know, this what's ever happened to the Corinthian spirit? Yeah, says, yeah, yeah. <laughs> says Richarlison. I uh, can't believe the fuss about this. I really cannot believe the fuss about it. He's not done a lot. All he's done is tap the badge. Yeah, look, as I said, we've seen it's it nothing, all before. We've seen it before. He's been, he'll have been getting dogs for 45 minutes. Well, probably longer. Yeah. But the thing is, you know, our players have done it. Uh, done it. Rafa van der Vaart runs yeah. behind the goal, shushing the Arsenal crowd right in front of them. So it's not like it's a one-way street. People so, need, but some people sometimes football fans need to grow up. Yeah, <laughs> they just need to just just take it, just get on with it. As I said, I, I you've got to take your beating. The thing that really exactly. annoyed me about that is that Richarlison barely played for Tottenham. He's mm. been injured, or he's been thinking about the World Cup. He's finally back, and he starts putting his hands in the face and yeah. pushing the Arsenal goalie. Could have got himself a red card. Mm. Could have got himself three games at a time when they clearly need him and the way Son's playing he could get some starts yeah. so it was an idiotic thing to do it was just so stupid to get involved he'd only been on the pitch 20 minutes and he hadn't yeah. done a great deal anyway I didn't intend to talk about no, that no nor did I it, it's dead to me I don't want to talk about it <laughs> uh, it didn't happen do you want to talk about the goal I scored last night at five aside Paul or do you want to move on to the actual you, show you can talk us through I mean it I was like. terrible all night absolutely terrible all night but I ran onto one yeah. first touch bottom corner Paul wow oh, I felt like a pro so it saved your evening saved my evening because of the rest of the evening absolutely terrible it was minus two yes a bloke was playing in Salapets oh that's good <laughs> really yeah. playing he, in Salapets he's got a bad back he's got a bad back so he, right. he still wanted to play so did he have the can he have the braces on <laughs> yeah. well he had a top <clears> over the, he wasn't bare shirted bare chested be like playing football with Rod Jane and Freddie wouldn't it did he have so did he have did he have the shirt underneath the braces no, over the braces a top over like a jumper oh, over the that's a, a, a real wasted opportunity I'd love to see someone love playing see that, football yeah. in a pair of braces that'd be great Salopettes and some gloves um, I remember Andy was telling me years ago he went to when his son was a teenager his, uh, his youngest lad Dan when he, they went to Chelsea together and it was freezing bitter conditions a night like this even colder and um, and he was sitting there, even in his uh, Polish army overcoat that I've told you about before. Yes. That, that doesn't it keeps you warm in any conditions. <laughs> it's an amazing thing. Too it warm. weighs about three tons. It puts about five stone onto Andy when he wears it. I don't, <laughs> he's never worn it in any environment he's where wear it in one day. He's uh, he's not schwitzing. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, he, um, we we digress. Dan was wearing uh, a diving suit under his clothes. He said, "Why are you oh. cold tonight?" So. Well, I'm neoprene, Dad. He's wearing a full diving suit of the game. <laughs> a wetsuit. So if you've played in Salopets or you've worn a diving suit of the game, some uh, unusual dress for uh, the match, whether watching or playing, do let us know. Talksport.com forward slash agent J. Text to 81089. Tweet to Um Also today, we want to hear from you um, if you've ever offered any advice to the stars, because that's what Eric Ten Hag is doing with the uh, sort of uh, fledgling manager, Johan Cruyff, saying to him, you know, you've got to be careful about shouting at the youth team players. Yeah, yeah. And he, he sounds quite similar. He's got that slight <laughs> gruffness in his voice, even at 13. So we'll play you a bit of that later. But have you ever offered advice to the stars, and did they take it? Um, I was at the, uh, I was at the uh, Ryder Cup uh, at Celtic Manor. Oh, yeah. Uh, once, and uh, I was, uh, Tiger Woods was about... I'd say three feet from me, mm. uh, about to hit on a par three. Yeah, and he pulled out his seven iron, and I went, "Wow, it's never a seven iron." <laughs> Did you say that? Was he just you just found he, was, he was there? He was very. I was very. You can get very. So close was it a bit the like golf. the birthday spread last week? Did you go a seven iron? I don't remember. All I remember is winning. That's all I remember. <laughs> <laughs> so did he look at you? Did he give you a bit of a look? Oh, well, of course he. Did. I mean, how much? Wouldn't it have been great oh, if he'd gone? Actually, you're right. If he put it away but, and got the nine iron out or something, hole in one. Yeah, about that. Lovely. And he just. Pointed at you, and then Charlie. Me, I went round the world forever 
with. Signed a glove. Tiger. I'll drive, <clears throat> Tiger. Yeah. Drive. <laughs> uh, you know, just how it works. The fickle finger of fate, a exactly. life-changing moment. Charlie Could Bacon. But instead, you're sitting here next to me. Ah, perfect. Yeah. Be- better than caddying for Tiger Woods. The equivalent, Paul. Yeah, I'm sure it the is. The equivalent. So anyway, have you offered v- advice to the stars in, in any shape? Uh, um, it could be. It could be um, uh, sport, or it could be showbiz, or whatever. But yeah, not, not from the sidelines. I will no. say, not you don't you know what, no. what you shout at the manager. At, at, no, no, no. But I mean, if you've had an opportunity to say, yeah. I've watched you do what you do, and yeah. I just just has anybody ever workshop you, Charlie? Has anybody ever said oh. to you, I like that gag, but have you thought oh, of ending oh. it like this? You get offered gags all yeah. the time. Yeah, 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 you're like this. They one. are always the worst joke you've ever heard <laughs> in your life. <laughs> so anyway, let us know. If you, uh, talksport.com forward slash H&J, text to 81089, tweet to TSH&J. Jim Shelley says, uh, a bloke who cheats at the birthday spread telling football fans to grow up. There's no cheating. Got a point there, no Jim. Che- There's no cheating. A very good point, well Absolutely made. Absolutely no cheating. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Because of the adverse conditions, Charlie played football last night with yeah. a fella who was in Salapets. To keep warm. <laughs> uh, but not braces on the outside. You should have had the shirt underneath. You should have gone Rod, Jaden, Freddy and didn't, sadly. Um, Paul, when we were nippers, my mate Alan Stanley and I used to wear our sister's knitted tights under our jeans to keep warm oh, on cold mid-week uh, evening matches. Oh, Work yeah. to treat, says Ben from the New Forest. So that's a little tip for you there. Lovely, why not? Um, and giving advice to the stars, we're looking for those. <laughs> yeah. um, this one from Andrew Hayward. is isn't yeah. quite what we're looking for, but, you know, it is advice, Paul. Mm. Was it work, was it a work hospitality event and Pat Cash was there. Oh, yeah. He saw me using my phone, asked me about it, and I gave him the advice and the benefits of it. An absolute right. gent. There we are, so that's nice. Not quite what we're after, but... What, it, it, what, so talk <laughs> to him you, through Andrew. the benefits of the of, phone. Of this phone, you know. Of that you know, particular you, handset. Yeah, yeah. Like, was he working for Carphone Warehouse or something? <laughs> I'd, yeah, actually, Pat, I'd go for the all-inclusive... <laughs> 200 minute <laughs> unlimited download. He'd be very. Only ask, mate. What? Oh, that's a nice phone, but Pat Cash, you blimey, I wish I'd He's asked. Making a few quid on a corporate, yeah. just being polite. Yeah, that's it? right. Just couldn't think of anything else to say to this bloke from. That's a nice phone. Nokia 3210. Yeah, it's got a long battery life, actually. Pat Looking over the bloke's shoulder, at, saying, Help me. <laughs> Help me. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. You are telling us about giving advice to the stars. Um, this is from um, Robin. He said, uh, England versus Portugal, Villa Park. Heskey not giving him a bit of clog, and we suggested quite loudly that he should tuck his shirt in and make more of an effort. To our surprise, he immediately tucked his shirt in, although his performance in that game uh, didn't really change. Yeah, I don't think tucking your shirt in Tuck your shirt in. It doesn't really. I don't know, maybe it sends a message. And maybe. my friend Wilco was filming with Colin Jackson and oh, decided man. it'd be a good idea to show Colin the perfect hurdling technique. <laughs> By the first hurdle, it was clear he was not a world record winning uh, hurdler. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Advice of the stars you're telling us about this afternoon. We're going to hear from a 13-year-old Eric Ten Hag later on, offering a bit of advice to fledgling manager Johan Cruyff. Yeah. Um, so interesting you get the ball, stuff. just turn... Yeah, just uh, yeah, just turn back on a yourself. Bit showy. I think he was. Uh, yeah, he had some good advice for him. But anyway, we'll bring you that later. Um, this comes from uh, Luke. He said, "I was working at the local Holiday Inn and had Bournemouth FC staying before they played Morecambe FC oh, right. when they were both in League Two. I gave Eddie Howe advice on Morecambe's danger man. He'd oh, obviously nice, seen a bit of the nice. team. Clearly, Eddie didn't listen because they lost five 0 Oh, I wonder who that was <laughs> at that point. Maybe Jeff, Jeff Horsfield or someone at that could point. Sort of that era, could it? I a bit me think, I want to look that up yeah. now. 
Uh, we had another one, didn't we, as well, Charlie? This was... Um, I-, I bumped into footballer Warren Barton. He was trying not to be recognised. Uh, I told him uh, to avoid being noticed. The best thing was probably not to wear a leather jacket with a fur collar or sunglasses on a dark winter's afternoon in Newcastle. Oh, cutting. What well on, Derek. Derek, the Toonami Posty. I can see Warren much, Barton Derek. in that. You can you? in that yeah, get-up. Yeah, yeah, I, I was trying. That. I was trying not to be recognised. <laughs> now, uh, ultra-running. Yes. Really. I mean, I'm breathing out my backside after about 5K. <laughs> but, I mean... People do hundreds of miles. Oh, yeah. Bob. I know. But imagine, this is this is not just mileage. It's the environment you're doing it in. Um, this is a quite incredible thing. The Tunnel Ultra. It's a 200-mile ultra marathon oh, yeah. on a mile-long underground tunnel. Oh, it's not... They don't, like, well, it's end up, they don't like end up in France. No, it's a, it's a tunnel course. Okay. So you run a mile one way, Lovely. then you run a mile the other way. <laughs> and you do that... You do that... Do you have for, to keep... Do you have to keep count yourself, or does someone do it for you? Well, yeah, we, as I said earlier, on, let's let's speak to the sadist who came up with this twisted <laughs> idea. Uh, ultra runner himself for many years, Mark Cobain joins us. Hiya, Mark. Hi, Jimmy. Hi. Oh, wow. What's wrong with you, man? How could you come up with something that's <laughs> torture? And there's a piece of music that accompanies it that we're going to play the listeners a bit later on, yeah. which adds to it. But... It, I mean, I've, I've kind of explained it briefly. There's not a lot more to it than that, Mark. Is there really? It's just, you know, you're running through a tunnel for 200 miles. Well, that's it. Yeah, they have to run through a one-mile length of tunnel and um, they have to do that 50 times to make up 200, 200 miles. And it's uh, it's dark throughout the daytime, obviously. And it's even, there are some dim lighting. There is some dim lighting in the tunnel, but that's switched off during the night, so it's absolutely pitch black. So they have to rely on head torches, wow. and um, it's difficult to see which direction you're really, really going in. Yeah. So it's uh, it's quite a challenge. Where, yeah. where did the it's near Bath? It's um it's called Coombe Down Tunnel, isn't it? A mile south of Bath. How, how did you come up with the idea? What made you think this would be the perfect site for an ultra? Did someone tip you off, or did you? Was it a kind of Eureka moment when you went through it or something? Uh, well, I'm always trying to think of things to sort of make run, running more difficult for people. And I thought, <laughs> if I can find somewhere where there's sensory deprivation, um, then that would be ideal. Yeah. And then I thought, well, somewhere underground. So I did a bit of research and uh, then I came up with a tunnel. I found I found the tunnel. I went down and had a look and I thought this is going to be ideal. And luckily, it was actually one mile in length. So I, want, I thought... Well, what's going to be more monotonous than actually doing one mile, you know, every lap? And uh, that's just going to drive people mad, especially with the darkness. <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've got a couple of questions. What was the yeah. tunnel originally used for, do you know? I think it was some kind of railway line, so I think mm. it was a, a, an underground railway. Okay. Um, yeah. And um, width, I'm worried about width. Is what what do people can people overtake if someone's being a bit slow in front no, of them? You, do you run it and you run it on your own. You don't have any company, do you, or anything? Um, well, you, we have about thirty starters, um, but actually, this the space out quite nicely when mm. they're in the tunnel um, over over the distance. Um, so you, you're effectively on your own for the whole time. Um, so you can overtake. It is it is a tunnel that's been um, sort of designed for pedestrians to come through and. Okay. Uh, and cyclists, but um, yeah, so the, there is plenty of room in the tunnel. Do you have any shortage of people applying to do this? And what's the kind of criteria then? Because you, you don't want any time wasters because it will make your job very hard. Yeah, no, everybody that applies has to have at least done a, a 100 mile ultra marathon, but normally the people that 
the player of a, a certain kind of um, mindset. You know, they've they've done a lot of crazy mar- mm. ultra marathons before, um, so they know what to expect. So it's it's I, I literally tell them it, it is low key and it's 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 going to be horrible, and um, <laughs> that really appeals to a certain small amount of runners out there. And mm. um, it, it's surprising. I mean, it has. Uh, it's full for this for this coming year, so there are plenty of people that want to do it. Surprisingly, sure. you know. So. Yeah, my my favorite one of my favorite documentaries, sports documentaries, is uh, you'll have seen it. I'm sure the Berkeley Marathon. I'm sure, you, I don't know if yeah. you I don't know if you've ever entered it. Well, I don't know if you've ever seen it, Paul. They have with that. You sort of have to be invited, <coughs> half invited. Yeah. They don't really put how you enter anywhere online. You sort of have to hear about mm-hmm. it. The 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 cost to enter it changes every year, and sometimes it's, it's like, in California. Sometimes that, it's like yeah. a shirt. Yeah. You know the bloke, or, or and you have to take a number plate. I mean, there's all sorts of crazy rules. Do you have any crazy rules like that, or is it just turn up? Uh, not really. I mean, it's it's just it's it's apply apply first, and then we'll have a look at your CV and yeah. everything. You know that um, you, you're going to be good enough to to, to enter. Really, then um, then everybody's welcome. But um, uh, yeah, there is a waiting list now, so it's it's quite become quite popular. Really, mm, but, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, and so people it, can't. It, People can't have headphones on, so oh, they just okay. have to. So uh, there is a piece of music though accompanies them in the tunnel, booming out. It's like something from the prison of this. <laughs> it's this little riff on a violin. Let's let's yeah. play the music you hear in the tunnel as you do your two hundred miles. It's like someone's isolated the violin track on a Dexy song, isn't it? It's, like, it's just messing with your head. Come here. Kevin's sitting there going, he could be listening to afternoon, Kevin. He does listen to Tall. So can we just hear the violins? Just just the violin. Just that. Just the violin. But it's It's um, not someone sitting there playing it live, is it? That'd be nice. No. Just, just, someone just dressed as some, a little old witch playing it live. <laughs> That's a nice idea. There is an art uh, installation in the middle of it, and it's just mm. some kind of strange light in the middle, and that music's on constantly. So, yeah, um, yeah I mean, I was getting flashbacks when you played it just then. And <laughs> I, I, I haven't even ran it, so I don't know. It, it drives the runners mad. Um, yeah, so they've got to put up with that and and the darkness as well. So they get wow. they get mad. What are they doing the in there? The darkness. <laughs> just in Hawkins. there as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's big into now, it. You've just yeah you've let the cat out the bag there. Uh, you, you've run 199 marathons. You did 106 ultras, but you had to pack up a few years back because of uh, injuries. Um, so you've not yeah. done this yourself, have you, Mark? Uh, no, I, I mean I don't think I'd really want to neither. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, but um, yeah, no, I can't. I can't run myself anymore. So this is why I started creating some of these mm. events because um, uh, all the pounding takes its toll on your joints and your knees, and my knees are just shot to pieces now. So, and um, you, 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 you said you get you don't have any shortage of people who want to do it, but there has yeah. there's been a shortage of people that finish it. I mean, is that right? Over the three years you've done it, you've only had thirteen yeah. finishers. Yeah, I think in the first year there was only two two people finish, and then we got a few few more the year after, and then we had our first female finisher uh, the last time we were on. Um, but um, surprise, we've got some more female entries for this year, quite a few, and I think that's off the back of that um, female finisher. So hopefully we'll get a few more finishers this time round. Wow. If, if people are too many people are finishing, it's not hard enough, Paul. You yeah. See? So <laughs> you, you know yeah. that's the way it goes. So you've got your full quota for this year. When when's, yeah. when's the race coming up then, Mark? 
Uh, it's the end of March, last weekend in March. Okay. Um, but in future, is there a sort of website people can go to if they want to register yeah. their interest for the future or, or find out a bit more about it? Yeah, all my events are on corbyanevents.com. That's C-O-C-K-B-A-I-N, events.com. Brilliant. Yeah, I've just pressed. I've just pressed a link through to that. Right. All the infos there that tells you about it. And uh, well, look, fascinating stuff. Cheers, Mark. Good to good to right. talk to you. Cheers, now. Thanks. Thanks, then. Mark Cobain there, the man that uh, came up with the tunnel, but said he wouldn't be that keen to do it himself. No, but no, set music, the challenge. That music would drive you mad. I don't know if you, you like music like I do, Paul. Mm. We often just chat about music and not sport. Yeah. But. Uh, if 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 I hear music, I really tune into it. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever had a massage when they play that sort of. Oh yeah, the new drippy, age stuff. Drippy. Yeah. I can't if it's got a loop on it. I cannot relax in the massage. I have to say, can you turn the music off? Really? Because I'll be going and then we're going back round and there's come, the middle eight. Come in. Yeah, and that's now right. we come in <laughs> and that note's there's a bit a, off. There's the, then the horns come in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 So got to be able. Drives to, me nuts. No, you do. I know you mean. You just have to be able to switch off. I can't really. switch out from it. So yeah. the music would do me in there. So when you're having your massage. They play music where you have your massage. I've <laughs> only ever had about three. Yeah. Best one I ever had was by the Argentine rugby team, Masseuse. Wow. Well, yes. uh, hold, well that hold that thought. We'll now never hear that story. There's, there's a tease. There's, one, <laughs> there's a tease for you if ever there was one. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. You're telling us this afternoon also about giving advice to the stars. <laughs> yes. um, we've got a corker here. There's a belter we? here, yeah. It was from my mate Grant says that when he met Pele through his then father-in-law, Ernie Walker. Who was the head of the SFA, I think, back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Met him at Dunblane Hydro in the 80s that he told him to always head the ball down, Pele. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did against Gordon Banks and he saved it, didn't he? Did, he, he saved it. it. Bad Great advice. advice. Bad advice. Uh, uh, yes, my mate knows Michael Thomas, the ex-Arsenal, you know, up for grabs now, Michael oh, yeah. Thomas. 
Um, he brought him down to our Monday six aside a few years ago. And uh, the worst player on the pitch kept shouting at him, Mickey, play the way you're facing, son. You're not good enough for that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Great advice. Neil, very, very good. Something else to get you going on this afternoon uh, involves Max uh, Verstappen. Uh, he was taking part in a simulation race, a 24-hour simulation race doing a Le Mans event and it was all going very well his team was in the lead yeah. after 18 hours but um, the server disconnected oh so he's 18 God. hours into what a 24 a hour race team winning and the uh, the server disconnects he's got, he's gone a bit mad he's not happy with it he said it's incompetent was he on dial up it's, <laughs> it's a clown competition he said very very upset about it He's speaking on his team's Twitch stream. They call it amazingly bad luck. Well, it wasn't. It was just incompetence. They can't control their game. This is the third time this has happened to me now. So three, a third time he's gone back. I reckon oh. they turn it off on purpose. Oh, Max. He's gone. Oh, Max it's will gone. have a gob on. Let's just, let's just unplug him. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. My mate, uh, first year was at Bristol at uni. We used to go and see him. And, yeah. um great city. There was a good pub. I don't know what it was called. Maybe somebody remember. Oh, yeah. Had the greatest jukebox I've ever seen in a pub. It had springtime for Hitler from the producers on the jukebox. <laughs> Mel Brooks. Yeah, it was like, sensational. Yeah, well, fantastic. It's to sell this kind of uh, military-grade very rough scrumpy as yeah, well. Oh, lovely. Was, oh, yeah, sounds right. good. To go right through you. Yeah, we won't go into that now. Did, yeah. So, Charlie, um, uh, how did you come? You said the best massage oh, you yes. ever got was from the Argentinian well, rugby um, it's a little massage. Bit, it's a little bit clangy, the story. I was doing, I did a, do you remember the wipeout, Paul? Total, total, total wipeout. wipeout. Yeah, yeah. Our old mate, Ali Rossi favourite show did Total Wipeout Christmas special mm. and uh, when did you film it oh I can't remember March I mean we're talking 10 years ago oh, at okay. least right uh, yeah would have been what a lovely March. gig though travel oh, to smashing, Argentina yeah, yeah. I was a week in Buenos Aires that Absolutely was a nice call lovely. from the agent. Do you fancy Oh, yeah, do you fancy yeah. a week? I went with Peter Shilton. I've told you the Peter yeah, Shilton yeah, side yeah. of the story yeah. before. I was out quite quickly because mm. uh, I was, you know, not great at it, Paul. Okay, fair enough. It involved swimming and trying to be elastic over sort of four yeah. or five red big red balls it was absolutely exhausting yeah it looked it it did it was absolutely awful yeah. I thought this is going to be great fun. did you go out first round it was awful oh no second round oh, okay second round but everyone got injured who was worse than you can you oh. tell us well Peter Shelton was in his 60s oh Pete was he went out so, first yeah Pete went out and there was someone else went out very quickly mm. because he got injured and I think he then took it to court so I don't think oh, I should okay. probably we'll, talk about we'll, it we'll drop, Which is, that, and I think a... it's the reason you can't find it anywhere online <laughs> I've looked for the episode it got, absolutely everywhere it got legal it got it? legal because <clears throat> yeah. everyone gets injured everyone was doing their necks and their legs and all yeah. sorts of stuff so they have on site a masseuse mm. masseuse masseurs what are you saying yeah, masseuse, I'm do. saying masseuse he was the Argentine rugby team masseuse little fella about Ooh. five foot two yeah. he was the strongest hands you've ever seen on a man really? hands Un- like shovels unbelievable big big shovely hands on him yeah. and I'll tell you what I'd have married him <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it was the best massage I've had in my life wow. I walked out honestly I felt, I've never felt as good really? since did you tell he him? He never that? writes. He never rings. Yeah, it's nothing, fantastic. Nothing. We dance for a while. <laughs> you, um, so, but you never, uh, you didn't have that new age music. The sort uh, of no have, music, no pampipes. It was just get down, big strong hands on the five foot two bloke. Wow, that man at arms sort of guy. You know, what about it was like, that? absolutely so brilliant. You wondered that's how Eddie Charlie... Edwards won it. It's I... not online, Paul. You can't find it. Eddie the Eagle won Eddie it. Eddie the Eagle won it. Wow. What about that? It was amazing, at it? And Ash, Ash, Ashley, Ashley from Coronation Street. He oh, was okay. on it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Did you do an impression of him? 
the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Yes, good afternoon. Paul Hawksby, Charlie Baker here on TalkSport. Advice to the stars you're telling us about this mm. afternoon. And um, I once told Fred Couples at the British Open at Sandwich to cheer up as he was playing in the greatest <laughs> championship in the world and also on one of the best golf courses in the country. And the sun was shining. He just looked at me and gave me a very dirty look. Oh, says yeah, they love Jason. They yeah. love that golf. Oh, great know. advice. Imagine your privilege. Think of your privilege. Uh, my dad, this is from MG, mm. my dad met Lennox Lewis whilst opening an electric store mm. in Stockport. Yeah. He was about to fight in the US for the first time. My dad told him to watch what he was eating in the States as they might slip him something. We then read he was taking his mother to cook for him. Great advice, Paul, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that is. That's, that's Fantastic. very, 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 very good. And here's uh, Andy from West London. I don't know if it's uh, Andy, our Andy from West London. Oh, you never yeah, know. could be. I was on a plane with Ranieri, well, Chelsea manager, and me and my mates, all <clears> Chelsea fans, got talking to him and suggested he buy Joe Cole. Three weeks later, he did. <laughs> Well, Andy, yeah. it was all down to Andy from West London. Man, man. I imagine they'd been doing, they'd been sniffing around before that. I imagine, of yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. So um, your massage story, yeah. I mean, I'm into it now. You, you, you were you, telling you... us that, well, yeah, because you were saying that when they have that kind of new agey music on, and you're having yeah, a massage, you ask them to turn the music, it off because you get yeah, too yeah. into the music and you can't relax. I can hear the loop. Paul. You're waiting for the, yeah. you're waiting for the middle eight to come yeah, round again. Like you it. don't like it. So, um, and then you told us that uh, when you did total wipe out, which is why uh, the listener has found that clip for you, you had uh, you, that, your hands were laid on you by the Argentinian rugby masseurs, yeah. a small man, but were hands like shovels. It Amazing. Was a great, it was a great experience. Oh, wonderful. When I worked at Chelsea, I worked at, uh, at the club. We had a guy who worked in the accounts department. I, you know, I cannot remember. He's a lovely bloke, but he was a bit, there was a kind of innocence about him. He was quite a young guy, quite an innocent young guy, sort of married guy. Yeah. And uh, he played fair bit of sport and stuff, you know, football and, and squash and everything. And uh, he just said one day, he said, oh, I've played too much squash, I'm a bit of a frozen shoulder and I've been having a few issues. Oh, right. mm. And we're saying she, you know, maybe sort of get a bit of a massage on that, you know, might be able to loosen it up yeah, and free it up. So he came in a couple of days later and he said, um, yeah, he said, I went and uh, I took your advice and I went and got a massage. He said, um, I found this place on... Uh, on Kilburn High Road. <laughs> and um, it was something like, I don't know what it was called, it might have been called Palm Tree Massage. Okay, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. So he goes in there, and says, I'd like a massage, please. Yes, yeah, certainly, sir. You know, you're getting the idea already, this sort of establishment, <laughs> yes. we're probably yes. talking. This is a real, it wasn't its name, but anyway. So he, he goes in there, and uh, it, get, take your clothes, sit down, lay on the thing, there's a towel around him and yeah. everything, and there probably was a bit of new age, I don't know what was playing yeah, in there. So he laid on the bed and uh, a young lady came in um, and said, well, what, you know. And uh, he said, I think it's rotator cuff, basically. (laughs) I think it's just a bit of tightening around the road. And, you know, the quads have been a bit tight. It has been affecting my game. And she's giving a proper thousand-yard stare. And she's saying, well, I I don't know if I, I... This is more of a... A relaxing massage. So we're we're sitting there, hands and head, saying, "Oh no, not really a sport." You should have gone to a sport. Yeah. We meant. <laughs> and he said it, it was a bit odd. He said it was very very relaxing, it was very nice. He said, but I don't think she really got to the root of the problem with my she show. Sort it so out. She went, 
No, she wouldn't. She hadn't got an ultrasound machine. And oh, we were just laughing. And oh, I said, no. what did the gaffer say about it? He said, he said oh, we're missus. She, I went home, she just shaking her head, saying, what are you like? You know, he just went back and said, you never guess, I've just gone for a massage. And she's like, oh, knows no. what he's like. Yeah. It's fantastic. Anyway, doesn't it? I can't go into any more detail than that. It's as much as we can but, get. Um, we just, can fill in the just, gap. I just like that moment when he walks in and lays down, yeah, the young yeah, lady, and he yeah. goes, yeah, predominantly rotator cuff issue and just loosen it up in that area. <laughs> fantastic. Like, gone to see a proper... Um, yeah, yeah, anyway. Lovely. Um, I was, what else have we got here? I got stuck behind a four-ball, including Gabiag Bonnahor at a local oh, municipal okay. course about 15 years ago. Not sure if Gabby actually heard <laughs> any of the advice being offered, but there was plenty being suggested after two hours and only yeah. five holes, says Robin again. He's got a few stories oh, I've today. I've been stuck behind a, a few um, yeah. footballers playing golf, actually, and they're not always as good as you hope they really? are. Really? A lot of the time. I mean, I'm not as good as I hope I am at, at mm. golf, but, you know, they do... Uh, it, are you aware yeah. of the fact my mate Dave has just contacted me earlier on? He went in. He lives over Dorking Way, and he went right, into yeah. he went into his deli, and um, on the shelf he has spotted um, three bottles of John Terry wine. Oh, very nice! Do you know John's gone into the wine business. Is he? Yeah, well, he clearly. I, I, yeah, I, and just turned up with the bottles and, and like, got <laughs> no. the labels on and everything set up, but no, actually no wine inside. It's it. a bottle of red, bottle of rose, and a and a, and a, a bottle of white. Right, I mean, okay. they're in the sort of they're about the twenty quid, twenty five quid mark. So, oh, yeah. um, but if it was too not, cheap, you'd think that's cheap. I'm not going to touch not that. Not too cheap, so but he's yeah, pr- he's priced it right. I looked it up. Apparently, he'd sort of set it up, um, sort of tail end of last year. They announced it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, let me show you the bottle. Like, camera number three. Oh, very John, nice. John T- J T Wines. J T Wines. J T Twenty. The JT. It's, like, it's not him doing it at home with a, you know, on it in, in his bath. In a big bucket. A big bucket. In his bath. <laughs> I don't think so, no. He's obviously... Squashing some... He's obviously teamed up with his Italian contacts through... Ever him. had any homebrew, Paul? Yeah. My dad my dad made oh, yeah. parsnip wine three yeah. years ago, right? Yeah. From just parsnips he'd grown in the garden. Mm. And this, it was meths. Yeah. He gave us all, like, for Christmas, like, he'd... he'd Put it in a bottle himself and yeah. give it all like a, quite a big ceremony with this part. And this stuff, I'm not joking. We had to, we used it to light the fire. <laughs> <laughs> I did try it once. It was uh, it was not. It was only a partial success. It was drinkable and it had the desired effect. I was about 18. Yeah, me and a mate made it in a bucket and it was um, yeah it had the yeah. desired effect, but it it wasn't tasty. No. Put it that way. It was leave it leave it to the professionals. Yeah, I think that's why you do, isn't it? Um, Vice of the Stars as a nine year old growing up in uh, Warwickshire in the nineteen eighties, we had Gladstone Small come into our school one day to tell us what it was like to play for Warwickshire in England. Coming from a British Asian background and slightly cricket mad, my advice to him was that he should simply bowl a bit faster to get more wickets. <laughs> <laughs> I think he took that on board. Says G from Warwick. Thank you very much. It's yeah, great, yeah, isn't yeah. it, when you hand out these little bits of these little nuggets of these little pearls of wisdom to Always the good. That, I mean, Greedo's been in touch. That fella saying he met Ranieri on the train, mm. on the plane it was, and convinced him to sign Joe, Joe Cole is still better than their current transfer policy. Oh, yeah. that's a shame. <laughs> What a They've shame. They've gone back to it. Now, um, this, an occasional series, is this what Lord Reith had in mind? <laughs> uh, of course, the founder of the uh, BBC, course, yes. famous Lord John Reith. Uh, he said that TV was there to inform, educate and entertain. So I don't think you can argue that tonight on Channel 4 at 8pm, know your... This is the word, begins with S, ends with T, four letters. Know your inside our guts. This is tonight's show. It's uh, presented uh, by twin DJs, Lisa and Alana McFarlane. And it's about gut health. Lovely. Uh, Normally about gut health, but they are experts in this field, apparently. 
apart from being DJs. It's that classic gut health DJ of course, hybrid. Of course. If one sort of kind of leads on to the Not other, again. Um, and this is what you can expect, Charlie. Yeah. <clears throat> I do expect Ali Ross to be looking at this in his Sun column on Friday. And indeed, maybe Mike Ward to tell us about it in his section with us on a Friday. Throughout the series, contributors with all manner of gut ailments arrive at the Poo HQ. Nice. Goodness sake. And the team um, basically delve into their issues. This week, Charlie, so don't touch that dial at okay. eight tonight, uh, we meet a poo-shy model who doesn't go for weeks at a time and a burlesque-loving retiree suffering from embarrassing, inco- embarrassing incontinence. Is this what Lord Reith had in mind? I thought you were going to say Limal when you said poo-shy. <laughs> poo-shy, shy. It wasn't like, hush, hush, I do I. Maybe that's no. the thing, Maybe that's, that'd be lovely. But is it? that what Lord Reith had in mind? Uh, well, we can learn. You've seen the Bristol stool chart. Um, Haven't you? You've, people have that up in their in their toilet sometimes. Yeah, we're not going to go into that now, are we? It's, it's quite get, close to lunchtime. Get, um, get the uh, get Terry back on. No, from Bristol. Not, <laughs> get Terry back on the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, as you're probably aware, uh, it's bitter out. It's we've had a cold snap. It, it is. Um, and it's fresh, Paul. We haven't got the snow around my way in oh, yeah, uh, yeah. just outside uh, sort of central London. But um, you, Charlie, you're down in Oxford. What's it been like? No, there? It's, but it was minus six this morning. Getting into wow. the car, take stand to school this morning was minus wow. six. So well, no it got to, it's getting to that stage. We know. I don't know if you used to do this at school. If it gets to minus eight, they legally can't keep us. Yeah, at school. the kids are desperate <laughs> looking through the. They have to send us up. It's against the law. The education. That's right. We can't go in. We can't sit in in those conditions. Anyway, we bring that up because our next guest is. Weatherman, Burnley fan, man we often turn to in extreme conditions. He's going to play Celebrity Combination Lock, but it's John Ketley. Hello, John. Hello, good afternoon to you, Paul. Good afternoon, Charlie. Hi, John. Yeah, were we expecting this? What's causing this little kind of cold snap? Well, this is the Arctic air, isn't it? This is the Arctic air coming down way from the north. So it's, it's the sort of thing that we do get occasionally in the wintertime. It's just that we're not used to it. And I just heard the traffic report there. There's icicles coming down across the M4 as well. They're coming wow. down off a, off a bridge above. So <laughs> we get all sorts of issues when you get these cold conditions. You get snow, of course. You get very icy roads and pavements if they're not gritted. And ice accretion as well. That's something we're going to have to watch out for in the next few days as well because we get the snow sticking onto the overhead wires and power cables and that's the sort of thing that can bring them down and you have your power failures. It's, no, it's not okay. nice. No. Um, is this going to be just this week? It's not in for a long time. Is, is it just passing through? Yeah, I think it is really just mostly this week up until uh, Saturday morning probably. Over the weekend there are milder conditions coming into the west. There'll be some rain out there over in Ireland, West Scotland maybe, but Ireland into West Wales and the West Country. Uh, but at the moment, you'd have to say that this cold air is going to be uh, pretty stubborn. It's the sort of thing that does happen with cold air when it takes over in the winter. It can be difficult to shift it. And uh, that goes for the heavy rain that's been covering the Channel Islands all morning. It's still there. It's been sitting there for hour upon hour now. It's not going anywhere in a hurry. That's the sort of thing that happens. Everything oh. gets a bit blocked. Now, we've been hearing today, John, a uh, piece in The Guardian, uh, the return of El Nino. The climate phenomenon later this year will cause global temperatures to rise off the chart and deliver unprecedented <laughs> heat waves, John. What, what are yeah. your charts telling you? Another great headline, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we wait with bated breath. Uh, well, of course, last year we did get that record temperature, didn't we? 40.3 mm. in Coningsby in Lincolnshire. So that was a bit of a bolt from the blue. We've gradually seen these temperatures getting higher and higher, and who's to say it won't happen? But, uh, you know, this is the climate, this is uh, global warming and all the rest of it. doesn't mean to say it will happen. 
And uh, you could finish it with a wet summer, who knows? <laughs> yeah, no, it's quite possible. <laughs> now, talk, let's talk a bit of Burnley, because it, it's going remarkably well still, mm. isn't it, yeah, for yeah. your team? Well, that's right. We've still got 19 games to go. I reckon we can get mm. 116 points now. Wow. Uh, so <laughs> that would be quite impressive. But I think one of the toughest games is going to be on Friday night. Are we covering it on um, on TalkSport? I would imagine we are. Yeah, just, should be. yeah we got the yeah, game. Yeah, we yeah, have definitely stuff. got yeah. the game. Well, yeah, that's yeah. great, isn't it? Because that's going to be a corker, I think. Yeah, it's going to be a good game, that one. West Brom have uh, certainly mm. hit some form, and although we did struggle a little bit against Coventry, that's the sort of thing that can happen. You don't expect to win every game, so I don't think we will get 116 points, but I'll be very happy with a century. <laughs> it is going well. Yeah. Very good indeed. Right. Um, we've got some um, we've got some clips, actually, from Neda Manure, an old teammate, of course, at City of Vincent Company. Oh, yeah. yeah. And um, he thinks, uh, I mean, you're not going to like this. Although, having said that, um, he could be managing in the Premier League with, uh, with Burnley next year. This is what Nedham had to say about Vincent Company as a manager. It's unfair that Vinny is coaching in the Championship because he's so far ahead of all the other managers that are in that division. From the way he looks at the game, the way he coaches the players, like everything, he said he's a million miles ahead of all of them. And you look at it and they're 16 points clear of the team in third. So they're almost certain to go up automatically. And that's his first job in England. They say like some managers have really good ideas but they don't know how to implement them. But firstly, he commands the respect because it's him firstly. But he'll say things like, you know, how would you like to get more touches of the ball in a game? Who's going to say no? He said, well, this is how we're going to do it. How would you like to score more goals? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to press higher, and this is the why. So he always has something at the end of the uh, conversation that will bring people on board. And from a preparation standpoint, he's got it sorted. He's got the idea, he's got the vision. He's played under some really good managers, but he's still very much himself. And the fact that you can take Burnley from a team that doesn't really want to play to a team that insists on playing and find success with it, I think it says a lot about him. You agreeing with all that, John? Yeah. I, yes, I think that was fantastic. That was a very mm. good summary. And the big difference, of course, is with Vincent Company from uh, the Sean Dyche years is that he's got these lads running about, <laughs> uh, keeping the ball as well, but at the same time, shooting. And I think mm. that was one of the problems with Burnley of old. We didn't actually take too many chances on goal. And uh, and now we're just uh, you know shooting for fun, quite frankly. A lot, mm. of the, a lot of the shots are going in, too. That's the amazing thing about it. They're, they're prepared to have a go. They're running all over the field. And they've got a lot of enthusiasm. Young players, of course, as well. If I, if I was a Burnley mm. fan listening to mm. that, I'd be thinking, shut up. Yeah, don't, don't, keep, don't keep talking him up. Keep. He's, I mean, he's not, he's not a, a greatly kept secret, isn't he? But he can get his, uh, get his Premier League fix next year with Burnley. Um, well, yeah. And Adam also uh, had a story to tell about Vincent Company kicking Samuelletto up in the air in a pre-season oh, friendly. Nice. Here it is. There was a game in pre-season, uh, I think it was maybe against Inter Milan, shortly after they'd won the Champions League. I think Samuelletto was playing up front and Vinny just kept kicking him, yeah, kicking him in the, in the first half. Eto was getting frustrated because Vinny's resorted to violence because we're not playing well. <laughs> and uh, at halftime, I think it was the Toro brothers, went up to Vinny and said, come on, man, this is Samuel, you, know, you need to just be nice to him, just be calm. Because it's a pre-season game, you know, it's African icon. And two other African icons are saying, calm down. Vinny said, every time he complains, I'm going to kick him again. <laughs> Second half, what do you think he did? Kicked him again. And again, and again, and again. Like, he, Vinny was, a, for as good as he was on the ball stuff, he was a dog.
<laughs> so he's got it in him, John. He's still yeah, got it yeah, in him. Very nice. Well, you, you've got to say that you wouldn't argue with Vinny, would you? No, no, <laughs> you wouldn't you argue with him. Wouldn't. And what I think is fantastic about all of this is how mm. the uh, the chairman at Burnley had the the you know the mm. uh, the, the view about I don't know how he got him. You know, th- this is the yeah. interesting thing as far as I'm concerned. How on earth did they find him in the first place and want him to come over back to England straight away and uh, and know that uh, he could probably get us back into the Premier League? Probably the first chance, first no, opportunity. It was, yeah. it, yeah, it was, it was inspired. A fa- fantastic Brilliant. appointment. So let's play celebrity combination lock. Yes, please. Here we go. There it is. Oh, nice. Welcome to celebrity combination lock with your hosts Paul Hawksby and lock keeper Charlie Baker. Hello. Yes, our assistant producer, uh, Jamie, cannot, produce it today, cannot get into his locker. His uh, no. gym kit is fetid. It's yeah, rank. It's in there. Been in there um, for months now. It's been there for months. He can't get out. We need to find the combination. It's a big to... match tonight. The cup final That's tonight, right, Paul. cup final tonight for Rovers against City or something. <laughs> and it's the big one, of course. And um, and he needs to get his kit out. But so that means, John, you need to guess the four numbers yeah. on the combination lock. Don't knock the lock. And well, I'm, what I'm, not, you I'm not very good at games, you know. If I'd been on Cracker Jack, I would have dropped the cabbage. Oh, <laughs> you wow. must have done a bit of. You did celebrity game shows over the years. Yeah, did you? John. Did you do blankety blank or something? You must. I, have done. I did blankety blank way back when. Yes, in yeah. uh, in the back end of but probably 1986. Can that you believe was, it? Well, Les, was that with Les Dawson? Was it that was with Les Dawson. Wow. What a wonderful man he was. Yeah, yeah. And I also did a sort of it's a knockout thing down at Minehead at Butlins for, <laughs> for, the, for the weekend. And, you know, that was August the 2nd, August the 2nd and 3rd or something, and it poured with rain the whole time. Oh. <laughs> well, this is every bit as glamorous we can... Well, well you've sure got to do. Let us just tell you of all the people who've played it, Tommy Walsh off Ground Force, Martin of Fire, Rugby League legend, Pablo Andal Dal Mari, um, Bob Mortimer, yeah. uh, of all the people who've played it amongst others, um, the closest, Rob Orton, lead supporting poet and author. Rob got three numbers in yeah. the correct place. Oh. And I can give you the numbers he said. He went 0336, 0336. That was Rob getting three numbers in the correct place. So we give you that information as we ask you for your four numbers in Celebrity Combination Lock, John. So I can choose any four numbers, can yeah. I? Any four numbers. Any four numbers, yeah. Oh. Knowing that 0336 featured three of them, three in the correct place. Right. Well, you'd have to say yeah. uh, zero. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two, four, six. Well, that's not right, is it? No, I, I think you might. Two, you could go zero, two, three, three, three six. six. Yeah. Zero, that. two, three, six. Okay. okay. Let's that must be the winner. Catley. Let's there remind you of the numbers. Let's find the numbers out. Zero, two, three. Oh. Six. Zero, two, three, six. Okay, so I'm inputting the numbers into, into, into the, numbers the lock. Into the lock. Can we get no, that? Squeezing City in through. Tonight. Yep. Here we go. Is it? No. Oh, no, really? No, still locked in there. Jamie Referee. can't play. Can't play in the cup final. <laughs> can't get his kit out, what, what Paul. What a shame. What a shame. Does it go to Varvis? And all, no, and all the scouts from United were there tonight, apparently. <laughs> the other big team in the area. All looking at him. Wanderers were coming. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So uh, how many numbers did John get? Right there, the voice of the uh, the lock. Voice of the lock. Three. Three. Got three. three. Correct. Three. Well, correct. Yeah. Well, of course That's he did. Fantastic. Yeah, zero, three, three, six. Yeah. And three of the right numbers. <laughs> only and two we, in the right only place. Only two John. in the oh, right well. place. Okay. Well, look, lovely to talk to you. Keep in the warm, John. We'll catch up with you soon. Good lads. Thank there you. Thanks, John. Uh, there's John Ketley, weatherman, Burnley fan, and uh, yeah, that was, people uh, can't crack the lock, can they? 
They that, can't, that they kit can't is crack just the lock. stuck in there. It's unbelievable. We'll bring you more of that chat with Edda Manua. He was speaking to Talk Sports, part of the Raheem Sterling Foundation and Broadcast Academy. But for now, that was Celebrity Combination Lock. Join us same time next week for more Celebrity Combination Lock. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Talking of Gareth Bale, Charlie, okay, yeah, we um, there, there was a, a number of uh, Welsh fans uh, were calling for the Seven Bridge, uh, of course, linking Wales to England, yeah. to be renamed after Gareth Bale. They wanted it to be the Gareth Bale Bridge. Oh, nice. A man that straddled both countries as a footballer, of course, playing yeah. at Spurs and Southampton and for his you, country. He famously used to have to pay a toll as well. So that's right. If yeah, you ever wanted to go across Gareth Bale... Yeah. Used to have to pay, like pay a toll, pay a right. toll to get in, but not to get out. No, free, no. free to get out. Two petitions saying Prince of Wales Bridge the should Gareth be called Bale Bridge. Bale Bridge was sent to MPs, but the uh, they said it was unsuitable for debate. Why? Oh, is why, it? Why is it unsuitable for? Yeah, he's he's Welsh. That was the decision. That there was they. Uh, they decided not to bother. Well, I think that's a bad choice. Yeah, it's yeah, a bad, yeah. That's a bad choice. What's your favourite bridge, Paul? Got one? Have you got one? Have you got one? What's your favourite? <laughs> have you got your fa- Have you got a favourite bridge? Wayne? Have I got? Have I got a, I've got a favourite? I've got a favourite bridge to walk across. Yeah, yeah. Got a favourite bridge. Waterloo Bridge at night. Is it? Yeah, that is nice. Best view of London it? either yeah, way. So it's, nice, uh, it's always it? get a bit of a lump in my throat. And a Waterloo oh, Bridge at night is fantastic. Yeah, lovely. Across, yeah. I prefer. Um, uh, prefer uh, not Battersea Bridge. What's I can't believe I've been dolging you. What's the one along from back the sort of painted pink? I was saying, oh, yeah, what is that? Is that a Chelsea nice one? one? That's Chelsea, Chelsea Bridge. That's a nice yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Tamar Bridge is my favourite, Paul. Tamar Bridge. I'm always going Come on, up. let's have your theme. No, we really don't. No, I, don't, I can't believe I shouldn't have bothered. I love a bridge. Yeah, yeah, I know. You, you Wayne, I know we've done Wayne Bridge, Jamie. Yeah, we've done Wayne Brain Bridge. Don't you, don't you bridge base. Stamford Bridge. Big Dave, done it. Big David crossing the former West Ham and Norwich strike. We don't need any more of them. Advice, Paul. Much. Advice to, to celebrities. Here we go. Keza has been in touch. We were on a flight back from Atlanta. Yeah. And Paul McGinley was sitting behind behind us mm-hmm. my mate having had a few told Paul in the Ryder Cup later on that year just remember when you're on the 18th putting to win it putting to win it life's a party and you're invited and as you know he did he put yeah. the, wow what a great, great bit advice. of homespun philosophy there mm. from his slightly drunk mate <laughs> It's nothing better, isn't there, being accosted by a drunk bloke, really, with, with a little bit of sage advice. <laughs> Got to live life, mate. Yeah. Uh, grab uh, uh, grab uh, life with both hands. Paul, Paul. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, cheers, mate. Thanks. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. We'll do it all again yes. tomorrow. Andy will be here. Charlie, you're back on Thursday, See of course. Thursday for a, a beautifully played birthday spread again. Yeah, all, all good, clean fun. But uh, thanks for joining us. If you're able to listen from one tomorrow, that would be great. If not, the podcast is available around four o'clock. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com.